We are live from the great state of Tennessee. I'm your host, Patrick Simpson, and this is Paranoid, the podcast where we break down conspiracy theories and unsolved mysteries and separate fact from fiction. So this honestly isn't really a story of the week. This is more me blabbering on about nonsense, but it's a really interesting topic. Someone asked me about it today, and it took me down a wormhole. So I'm just going to cover it because the story of the week is just about anything that I want to talk about. So you're just going to have to listen. And you may actually learn something from this. So someone asked me today, basically, where do socks go when we wash them, we dry them? You started out with 12 pair of socks, but by the end of the year, you only have, obviously you buy more, but if you don't buy any more, you start the year with 12 pair of socks, you end the year with like five pair of socks. You didn't lose them on vacation. You didn't lose them in the house. Put them in a washer dryer, and somehow one sock always goes missing. So where happens to those socks? And I actually went down a wormhole on this just mainly out of pure boredom. There are actually people out there that believe that all lost socks will be found in the afterlife. They will be forgiven and reunited with their partner. Some people believe that the socks exist in a parallel universe of lost socks. And I honestly had no clue that anybody believed this. I have, I'm a crazy conspiracy theorist. I don't even really, t- I haven't talked about some of my like most craziest theories just because I'm trying not to freak you out. But I have some just weird, crazy theories that are not even worth episode about. But I've never thought that my socks that go missing are possibly gone into a parallel universe. Now, is that probably, is that true? More than likely, I would say 99%. Not true, but it is funny that there's people out there that think that. Now, the actual answer to this, and so some of you may know this, but according to the internet, a lot of people did not know this, but there is actually a secret compartment in your dryer that eats your lost socks. Like I said, maybe you knew this. I kind of sort of knew this, but I've never really dug into it. So basically especially if you have a front-loaded dryer. There is a secret compartment that you can open at the very, it's like a little, you can't even tell that it's something you can pull out. But on your dryer, there's a secret compartment that you can pull out. And then once you pull it, it's hard to describe, just YouTube it, you can figure it out. I don't even know why I'm trying to explain it. But there's a secret compartment, you pull out the little panel, and then you, you pull on something else, and you can actually find all the clothing that you've lost that got sucked up in this part of the dryer. <coughs> and like I said, I kind of knew this, but I haven't really dug into it. I'm actually about to go try this. I should have tried it before the episode. I'm actually going to try it after the episode, see if I can find it. But like I said, if you didn't know, your socks are not lost. Now, if you do find this secret compartment, and there's nothing in there, then more than likely your socks are in a parallel universe. But if you're actually missing those socks and I don't know, they meant something to you, you don't know what happened to them, YouTube it, figure it out. It's not that hard. But there's a secret compartment at the very bottom of your dryer that has all your lost socks. Like I said, pointless story of the week, but I went down this wormhole for like 30 minutes. I saved you all that time of research. Just Google it. YouTube it, figure it out, and let's get back your lost socks. But now let's get into the actual story for today. 
it's kind of pointless for me to ask this question because if you're listening to this, you've already seen the title of the episode. But pretend like you didn't see the title of the episode. And I was to ask you, what was the biggest airport in America? What's the most busiest, the craziest, the largest airport in America? Depending on where you live and how you've traveled, a lot of people will say JFK. A lot of people will say Dallas-Fort Worth. A lot of people might say LAX. There's a couple other really big ones out there. And especially me being in flying out of Nashville when I go somewhere, there's like no direct flights anywhere in Nashville. Like you can get to Atlanta, you get to Vegas. That's about it. Just about every other major city you try to get to, it just seen on the other side of the America, just seems like there's always a connecting flight. And from here, we usually always stop in Dallas, Fort Worth or in Minneapolis, Minnesota. That's about it. Very rarely do you get anything else. So like I said, a lot of people in Dallas, Fort Worth is just a just crazy, ridiculous, gigantic airport. It's impossible to get anywhere on time. So most of you will probably say a bunch of various different ones. Now, some of you that's ahead of the curve, like I said, already seen the title, may actually say what the actual answer is. But for a lot of you, this probably might be new information. This might be surprising. But the Denver airport is the largest airport in the United States. And it's not even close. Dallas-Fort Worth is the second biggest. And the Denver airport is twice as big as the Dallas airport. I want you to think about this. The Denver airport is bigger then the city, the entire city of San Francisco, the entire city of Miami, the entire city of Manhattan. And I mean, there's a lot of different cities, but these are cities, places that you know, especially Miami, San Francisco. This airport is bigger than those entire cities. And if you've been to those cities, they're not small. I want you to comprehend. I want you to just sit and think about how big that is. Like Miami and San Francisco are not small places. The airport, the Denver airport is bigger than those two cities. And I've been to the Denver airport once and it was coming back from, I think, San Francisco or somewhere. But other than that, I fly all the time. I fly a few times a year and I've never, ever been to the Denver airport. Like I never have any kind of stops there, never any kind of anything. So my mind is, like I said, I'm sure some of you maybe have more experiences there. Maybe some of you out there actually stop there all the time. But I don't really talk to many friends that are like, yeah, I got to stop at the Denver airport. Like I said, it's usually Dallas, Minneapolis, something of that sort, Charlotte. I don't really hear many people say, yeah, my connecting flight is stopping at Denver. And Denver's a big city. It's a nice city. But Denver is not New York. It's not anywhere in Texas. It's not L.A. Like, does Denver, this specific city, why does this specific city have such a gigantic airport? And that has, is obviously the discussion of the day. And like I said, not only are they the biggest, but they also are, I think, the third most expensive airport in the entire world. Um 
And like I said, it just goes to ask, well, why? Why Denver? Why this random Denver airport? And then you start to dig a little bit more into what actually is going on or what you see at the Denver airport, what's underneath the Denver airport. And it leads those that are skeptical, conspiracy theorists, people that just wonder, it leads them to think, is there something else going on here? Well, today we're going to get to the bottom of it and figure out what exactly is going on at the Denver airport. The footage you're about to see has been hidden from public view until now. This archival footage exposes some of the weirdest and most frightening theories about Denver International Airport. From demonic horses to aliens, feast your eyes if you dare. So just to give a little bit of quick background on what exactly is going on here. It all started, this airport, first off, is fairly new. Like really, really new in the grand scheme of things when you're talking about airports. So this airport was originally expected to finish around October of 1993. But some design changes, some contract disputes, and just uh, some other weird setbacks pushed the opening of the airport back to February of 1995. So we're talking about the entire year of 1994, the end of 95, the beginning of 95, the end of 93. They're continuing to add on to the airport. And this airport was originally supposed to cost $2 billion, but the final total ended up coming of around $3 billion which started the skeptics going on, period. So you got two things going on. One, why are we building an airport this big for Denver? Number two, how did you go from $2 billion to $5 billion when most of the project is already done? What exactly did you add that was worth $3 billion extra dollars? And then the last part is the original airport that they built I think it was called Stapleton Airport, was six miles from downtown Denver. So instead of just tearing that one down and building on top of it or building in that same area, the new area that they chose was 25 miles away from downtown Denver. And the number 25 in theory doesn't sound very large, but you're talking about 25 hours, 25 miles from downtown. That's a pretty significant drive. I mean, I don't even think that's actually even Denver at all. And that other made other people skeptical. Like, why is this thing so far out here, so far out in the middle of nowhere? And like I said, the only reason why is because they had to build a lot of space. At least that's what they say. But instead, we'll dig into it a little bit more as to why maybe really they wanted this specific space. Basically, just going to jump straight into this. I'll give my opinion on everything afterwards, but I'm kind of just going to talk about the different kind of theories that are out there. Like I said, if you've been there, maybe you've looked and seen these, or maybe next time you go, you'll, you can look out specifically for these things. But we're just basically just going to discuss the different theories that are going on about this airport. Now, going back to the whole building thing, the main one of the main theories is that this 
Airport was built by the New World Order. New World Order can mean a bunch of different things, depending on your religion or lack of religion or what you think about the future or world domination. New World Order can mean a bunch of different things, but it's not a good thing, basically. So basically, they said they believe this airport was built by the New World Order with ties to Nazism. And I saw the picture and it's actually kind of legit, at least how it looks. You look at a picture, an aerial view from the sky of the Denver airport, the way that they made their airways, their landing strips and all that, it from a certain view in the sky, the airport looks like a swastika, which, you know, from Nazism, whatever. And like I said, it's a stretch. It's a huge stretch, but... When I mean, if you Google it, look at the picture. I mean, it it definitely does have a resemblance, and it doesn't help the conspiracy theories at all. And then it doesn't help that the airport basically dedicated the airport to an organization called the New World Airport Commission. Now, while it may seem like a coincidence. It was discovered that such an organization doesn't actually exist, according to the airport's website itself. So why is it named to the New World Airport Commission? Apparently, it's just something that they chose. It has nothing to do with the New World Order. People have also noted strange markings on the building, which are believed to be connected to the New World Order. Um, Reality of that is, at least from what I've seen, searched, Many of these mysterious markings, mysterious markings are references to the Navajo language or periodic table of elements. But why there's just tons of Navajo language and periodic tables written throughout the airport? I mean, that's not normal, is it? I mean, at BNA in Nashville, I've never just looked at the wall and saw K for potassium just sitting on a wall at the airport. So. Yeah, I mean, it is kind of weird. I mean, like I said, could just be coincidence. Could be just a bunch of trolls, a bunch of people feeling the fire. But there is a bunch of, apparently, a bunch of weird writings. On top of that, we got this giant blue horse sculpture that's just outside of the airport. And this is a blue, a blue Mustang, also known as Lucifer. It's a 32-foot sculpture. And that was created by the artist, artist by the name of Luis Jimenez. And according to them, it was inspired by a sculpture at the University of Oklahoma. But, you know, conspiracy theories, we kind of ignore, conspiracy theorists, we kind of ignore those kind of facts. For one, the statue has glowing red eyes, which makes people think this is a nod to the four horsemen of the apocalypse. And... It doesn't help that Luis Jimenez was actually, he was the created this sculpture. He was actually killed by this sculpture before it was fully completed when a piece of the statue fell on him and severed an artery in his leg. So, like I said, just a bunch of just weird stuff going on. This dude builds this crazy red-eyed horse and he ends up getting killed buy that actual horse because a piece just randomly breaks off and falls on them. Like I said, just more weird stuff adding adding to the story. 
The other thing, basically going along with the New World Order thing, is the rumors about the many unmarked buildings and underground areas is basically the this place is supposedly what is going to contain the Illuminati headquarters. And this theory basically comes because there is a time capsule buried on the property which bears the symbols of the Freemasons, which is that's not an actual conspiracy. The Freemasons are actual people, have always been actual people since um, since we landed here in America. But when there's, if you know, we have to cover that on another episode. It's kind of crazy that I haven't covered it yet. But the Freemasons are tied to the Illuminati. And one of the reasons why this conspiracy theory has so much staying power is because the airport was, like I said, $3 billion more expensive than projected. So how was the airport completed? Well, conspiracy theorists point that the Illuminati helped pay for it, which some believe was used to finish the construction in exchange for the secret society using the property. According to the website's airport, rumors say that the first few buildings of the property were not built property. So instead of demolishing them, the airport simply buried them and built more buildings on top, which is gives the Illuminati their own underground layer. So to go along with Illuminati, New World Order, blah, 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 all that stuff is the big thing is these underground tunnels, which is not a conspiracy. This is actually a thing. There are reported at least six different underground tunnels underneath this airport, but there could be more. And originally, like I said, when they made this crazy airport, the whole point, there was supposed to be an underground tunnel system to connect concourses. And then there was an automated baggage system. So you could just, you know, transport the baggage to different terminals. None of that actually happened. They just said, well, this is not working. We're not even going to try to fix it. So there's just nothing going on down there. But said if you're a conspiracy theorist you're like well that's not a good enough excuse so a lot of people believe that or have theorized that the tunnels contain underground bunkers that will serve as a safe place for the world's elite during the apocalypse and basically like i said this basically kind of connects with the time capsule that has the freemason symbol on it that time capsule is set to be open in the year 2094, which is basically 100 years after the time that it was built. Now, according to the website for the airport, um, I think they stated there's like some baseball cards and some like some other weird and pointless things in there. But to me, nobody 100 years from now, maybe like a thousand years from now, but nobody 100 years from now is going to care about some baseball cards. So the people that think something crazy is going on here think it could be a bunch of different things. It could be some instructions on, like I said, the apocalypse or basically a map for the elite. Like I said, because the elite 100 years from now, assuming they're like 40 years old or not alive yet, so they won't know what to do. So apparently this time capsule basically will have instructions for the world's elite on what to do in 2094. What is coming in 2094? I don't know. What is that? Like 70 years from now? 
I mean, if I make it to be a hundred and something, maybe, but more than likely I probably won't be around 2094. But like I said, a hundred years from now, basically, I guess they're just saying that the, the instructions or something important in there will be passed on to the next generation of the elite. But not all the craziness is underneath the ground. There's a lot of craziness that you can actually see. Of course, we got this giant flaming-eyed horse that's sitting outside. But if you walk inside, like I said, this is an absolutely gigantic airport. There's just a lot of eerie artworks and murals that are going around. Like I said, it's hard to describe it. I'm looking at one now. Kind of have to Google it. The one I'm looking at looks like the Virgin Mary, possibly, holding a baby crying. Then there's some people sleeping, but they look miserable, cold. Then there's a guy in a military outfit, but his face looks like a ghost. And he's holding a wet, he's holding a gun in one hand and a knife in one hand. And then there's a rainbow in the sky. Now, according to this, the murals are about world peace, a healthy environment, and good vibes. That is what the Denver Post tries to say. Me looking at this makes me think of the bad guy, um, Red Skull. Said it showing my nerd alert. Looks like Red Skull from the Avengers or from the Captain America first movie. That's what it looks like. Nothing about this to me screams world peace. And the people that actually kind of know history, or at least pretend to know about history, they believe there's some alleged Nazi imagery in the murals. And this is proof that the airport is somehow linked to a fascist secret society. And then the other thing is there are random gargoyle statues that are all over the airport. And gargoyles are just creepy in general. I've always thought gargoyles was creepy. I was even the TV show back in the day always used to used to scare me. Like gargoyles are just creepy in general. And like I said, you got just gargoyle statues just hovering over you all throughout the airport. And like I said, while it may seem suspicious, throughout centuries, basically gargoyles have been used to, quote, ward off evil spirits and protect the buildings. So people believe that many of the gargoyles are placed at baggage claim to protect travelers' luggage. And I guess if you believe in spirits and all that stuff, then... I guess we can go ahead and ride with that. But to me, like I said, to put all that together, what's going on inside the building? You walk around this building, you got Navajo in unknown language written all over the wall. You got periodic, periodic table elements, just random elements written on the wall. You got paintings of a dude with a skull face and a gun in his hand. You got the horse with flaring eyes that killed his own owner sitting outside the building. And then when you go to get your baggage, there's a gargoyle hovering over you. Like, I'm not, so we'll get to my theories at the end. I'm not saying that I believe all this stuff, but I mean, this place is super creepy when you think about it. Like all this stuff going on. If you're even somewhat a conspiracy theorist, like you're at least going to get some chills down your back walking into this place, which like I said, if you've never been there, you definitely need to. It's actually a really nice airport. But now knowing what you know now, 
you're going to be looking around for all this stuff. Literally, when you're sitting there, you're going to be looking at the wall trying to see if you can find K for potassium or whatever different elements out there. Now, you're, every time you go in there, you're never going to be able to look at this place the same. Now, the something important to note is that the airport and the airport workers, which is really different and really unique from any other conspiracy theory, they don't walk around trying to deny it. Now, they're not walking around saying that it's true, but basically they embrace the conspiracy theories. They've brought in news coverage to show them each, like every theory I showed you, you can find on YouTube, basically workers showing news work, news people exactly where everything is. And basically, like I said, they have gone out and fully embraced the conspiracy theory because to them, it's like, well, we're going to make money because now if someone, which I'm guilty of this, we got two flights. And I got to stop in Dallas or I got to stop in Denver. Well, in the flights are the same, same price, everything. Well, me, I'm going to be like, okay, well, Denver Airport's intriguing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to choose to stop at the Denver Airport instead. So it's not that crazy of a notion that they would basically embrace this because it brings in traffic. People go spend their money at the gift shops. So for them, it's not a... It's not that crazy for them to accept these conspiracy theories and have fun with them. But with that being said, just being the skeptic that I am, just because they embrace the conspiracy theories doesn't necessarily mean that they're not true. Could be could be a couple of different things. One, it could be reverse psychology, which I would say in the grand scheme of things, probably. But then two, the second one is Barbara that works at McDonald's or Sharon, that is the tourist guide. She more than likely does not know the truth. Like hypothetically saying, oh, this is true. These workers do not know that this is going to be a bunker for the elite. I mean, who's going to tell these people that? Because they're not going to be just because you work there. Don't mean you're going to be one that get to hide in the bunker. Like They're not a part of the elite. So them embracing it doesn't really make me think that this not true. Because like I said, these people that are working there would not even know if this was true. I mean, this is way over their heads. So a lot of people are like, oh, well, they're having fun with it. They embrace it. It's definitely not true. Like I said, it probably isn't true. But just because they embrace it doesn't, doesn't make it not true. Like I said, these people would have absolutely... No idea. But of course, you want to know what my opinion of all of this is. I'm not going to lie. Honestly, I've heard about different things with the Denver airport, but I honestly didn't really know much until, honestly, about a couple of years ago. So I don't really have much an opinion on it. The whole Freemason thing, Illuminati, I'm not really a big Illuminati person like I won't discuss it much on the podcast. I really never really discover it on Twitter. Could actually be a legitimate thing, but I've not really delved much into it. Like I said to me, it's a little bit beyond my type of thing. But like I said, it probably is real. Maybe not to the extent that people think it is. There probably is some secret society among the elite, more than likely. But did they have a say in the Denver airport? That... I don't know. I would say no. To me, it just would be too obvious like to just have 
these things. But like I said, at, at the same time, sometimes things like this do hide in plain sight. So it's not beyond the realms of comprehension. But as far as some secret Nazi 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 cult, I'm gonna go to err on the side of no. Now, if you personally believe that, like I said, as I say every single episode, you don't have to agree with me on anything at all. So if you b- believe that some Nazi Freemason higher up cult is behind it, then go ahead and believe it. Now, there is one thing that I, I wouldn't say I believe it, but I could definitely, I'm on the side of, I could see it happening. And that's the whole basically underground bunker thing. Like, would the elite use it for an underground bunker in case of the apocalypse into the world? I mean, I could say, yeah, I just I mean, they, these, which I'll get into in a second, but rich people, elite people, probably have some kind of backup plan for these type of things. So is it is it could be used for that? Maybe, possibly. Would it was it specifically built for that? I don't know. But now that it's already there, it wouldn't shock me at all, especially like I said Denver like I said it's a major city, but it's not New York or LA or places that you see on these end of the world movies that get attacked first. So it could possibly be Something like that. And the reason why I believe that is because one day I went down this crazy wormhole. I don't even remember how. I think I was watching a movie or something. And this made me realize that rich people actually do prepare for the end of the world. And I said, this is a crazy wormhole. You can go down yourself. But there are luxury doomsday bunkers that are elite, are super rich probably the Bez, Jeff Bezos and those people of the world probably have these, but there are all over the world. Like you said, we, we have our, when you think bunker, you're like, okay, well, this is just some place to survive, but there are actually tons of high end elite style bunkers prepared for the apocalypse all over the world. Like I said, I'm looking at them now and it's hard to obviously describe but there's some in Vegas, there's some all over America, there's a lot in Europe, there's some in Russia. Like I said, there's just little square buildings that look like nothing from the outside, but underneath, it's literally an entire world, like movie theaters, little kitchens, tons of food, tons of perishables, like not this, just, oh, we're barely surviving. Like I'm talking about like elite, nice, high-end, bunkers that from you just look at the pictures you're like this is just some regular mansion hotel and like i said and I was reading an article about it and he said since like the 2020 early 2020 when the coronavirus started their sales have been up 700 percent so like i said in case like i said we didn't know what coronavirus was at the beginning some people may have thought it was the beginning of the zombie apocalypse but the rich elite people went out and bought high-end luxury condos. So if things go to crap out here, they're going to be safe. And like I said, I kind of thought that was maybe a thing, like at least just some kind of bunkers. But we're talking, like I said, Google the pictures. We're talking like high-end, elite, crazy bunkers. 
there's even a bunker hotel in the Swiss Alps. And it was basically, it was a fortress for the military. And they tra transformed it into a hotel called the La, La Costra Hotel. And it's literally an underground bunker for a hotel. In addition, we have an actual, here in America, we have an actual underground bunker, basically an underground bunker community. And I think it's, I can't even remember what it's called. I think it's called Villa Vows, but it's basically an underground bunker and like got like neighbors and stuff. And basically people were buying, like I said, their sales were up like a crazy amount. And you can see the pictures, like it kind of just looks like a window on a hill. There's like a hundred of them. There's literally a community of bunkers, luxury hotel style bunkers that people are buying up just in case the zombie apocalypse or something happens. Like I said, I kind of figured there was at least like said Denver airport type thing, like a giant large bunker just for the elite. But it's, it's more than that. Like I said, all these millionaires, mainly, especially billionaires, all these rich elite people out here have actually bought bunkers. And like I said, they have tons of money. So it's just some random investment that they just have to where if the end of the world actually does come, all these rich people have somewhere to go. That's kind of a scary thought when you really think about it. Like you watch all these end of the world movies and just seems like we're all out here running for our lives, trying not to turn into zombies. But just like anything else in the world, when there's a problem, it's not really going to affect the rich people. Now, they obviously got to get to the bunker on time. If things go crazy before they can get there, then they're kind of out of luck. But if they have any sort of heads up, these rich people all have like crazy luxury bunkers with plenty of food, with enough food to survive for five years. You know, like I said, that's just a crazy thought that they're even thinking about it. Like just in their mind, oh, let me go ahead and throw a few million on this bunker in underground Las Vegas or in underground Denver, underground Dallas, all over the place, just in case the end of the world happens. Like they actually have a contingency plan for that. The rest of us, we just board up the house, get a gun, and we try to figure it out. So because of that, I do believe, well, not believe, I think that there's a legitimate chance that like I said maybe the Denver airport wasn't originally built to be a bunker, but once everything kind of came into place, they were like, well, we're already here. We already got all this space. Let's go ahead and use it for that. And if I had to guess, I would assume that's probably what the time capsule's for. I mean, I'm not dumb. You're not dumb. Is there really baseball cards in a time capsule? No. I mean, that doesn't even make that doesn't make any sense. Why like I said earlier, why are we saving baseball cards? Oh, hey guys, Albert Pujols, Mickey Mantle, this is who they were. No, we already got books for that. More than likely, what's in this time capsule is instructions on either where everything is, how to operate it, what it was built for, and like I said, some kind of elite or whatever's going on in the year 2094, they'll have instructions. And then eventually it'll probably be like, all right, well, if the end of the world doesn't happen in 2094, you create another time capsule for 
whatever, what, 2,194, more than likely. And I didn't do any research before this, I'm sorry. But more than likely, there was probably a time capsule that was created in the year 1893. And they put the whatever in that time capsule and it was open in 1993 and it continues to be passed on for the elite to survive. Something like that. Like I said, it's a crazy conspiracy. It's super wild, but I don't think it's beyond the realms of comprehension at all. Because the elite are always going to take care of each other. So it could be something to the extent of that. Or it could just be absolutely nothing. Somehow, some way, it could actually really be some baseball cards and some maps, whatever they were talking, saying it was in there. I mean, there is a chance that that actually is true. It's dumb. But like I said, not everything in the world is a conspiracy, which is crazy for me as a conspiracy theorist to say that. But I mean, it's the truth. Not every single thing out there is a conspiracy. So while this whole Denver airport story is very interesting, there's a very, very good chance that it's all just smoke and mirrors and made up. But there's nothing in this world, literally nothing in this world is 100%. So there's always a chance that we're just walking around in this airport, not realizing that we're walking on ground of some elite Nazi secret society. I mean, who knows? We'll never know. It's never going to come out. We'll never know. We just have our theories, have our whatever, but it is fascinating. So next time you go to the Denver airport, I encourage you take some pictures. If you find anything, especially look on the walls, which I'm going to send you on a manhunt, but it's going to be funny. I want you to look on the walls, go look at the artwork, take pictures, tag me on it on Twitter. It could be a year from now, whenever you decide to go to Denver, just go on a nice little scavenger hunt and see what you can find. You never know which you may stumble into. That is all I got for today. Really hope you enjoyed this episode. Said not much, maybe new information. A lot of you may have actually known this, but hopefully learned at least a little bit of something new, got a little bit of entertainment on your ride to work or your ride home from work or whatever you might be doing right now. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at underscore Patrick Simpson. Like I said, even if you've been to Denver Airport and you've actually taken pictures of different things, send them to me. I said I've, I've been only been one time and I was it was like a 45-minute connecting flight, so I didn't have time to explore. So if you're actually taking some pictures of anything at the Denver Airport, please, 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 don't matter how small it is, how unimportant it is, please send it to me. We'd love to see it. Or if you're going anytime this year, anytime in the future, you see anything interesting take a picture tag me in it like i said i would love to see it really appreciate the engagement that i always get from you guys and let's keep it going forward if you haven't subscribed go ahead and press that button real quick just so you can get the episodes as soon as they drop and get anything new that i may possibly post as a surprise if you're on apple or itunes appreciate it if you take a quick second just to leave a quick review so that new people that are looking into the podcast can hear your thoughts about the podcast that are not coming from me that they really do make a difference really do help the engagement help grow this community so please just take a quick second to do that and we'll be back next monday with a very new episode my name is patrick simpson and this is paranormal